Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window. Welcome back to another episode of Circle Unbroken. As previously mentioned, I'm your host, Taft Ayers, and we're sitting here in this episode launching a new year. And I know that means different things to different people. Some people needed a little bit more 23. They need a little bit more time. They needed to get things done. Some people are like, bring on 24 at the party that I attended slash hosted refereed all of those things one of the ladies said every year when we do our countdown and our celebration the lady said we open the doors we open up the doors so that people can usher out the old year and so i'm pretty sure that we ushered out the old year and also let in some stray cats it was pretty bananas but here we are sitting in 2024 now it's interesting to put a time stamp on different shows because people can find these at different times Uh, people can find these and say wow this was when a clock was turned over when a page was turned for 2024 some people could find this maybe who knows god willing down the road and think i cannot believe that i've been listening to this since 2024 who knows man i'm also joined in by my man clayton harris welcome in sir thanks for having me Taff. It's a new year. It is. It's back to where we started uh, in the sense of the first Circle Unbroken episode that we ever recorded. Uh, You were the man recording the voice saying, this is what some listeners may not know, Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. That's you, right? Yeah, that's me. (laughs) We we whipped it up. He's known for a lot of things. You wear a lot of hats, Clayton. You having a good year? So far, so good. Yeah, how about yourself? Dude, I'm in a good spot. Uh, As I told you this morning, I feel like I'm chasing my tail already. Uh, I feel like jumping out of the gate here with this year, there's a lot of things that I'm going to get done. Uh, But even more so than the things that I'm going to get done, uh, I feel a weight from the things that I've said that I'm going to get done. I think a lot of people are in that space. Uh, There's a lot of people that have plans. And I was listening to a guy talk recently, and he said, he has four businesses, two of them are kind of relaunching this year. And and we were consulting a little and talking a little. And he said, I'm so excited. And then it was dot, dot, dot. And I'm extremely anxious. And so that there was that anxiety coupled with, you know, excitement. I think there's a lot of people uh, that are in that spot when you look at a new year. There's a lot of hope. Uh, I've, I've seen the marketing dialed up for the gyms. Uh, oh, yeah. all, all those different ones. And I had a buddy post something recently, and he, and he posted. He, he's a smart guy. And when he posted this, I knew I'm coming out of the gate with that topic in 2024. He he said this to you know all of his social media followers, but I think it applies to so many things. And I'm sure this is not a original thought to him. He, he probably got it somewhere, but it makes some good sense. He posted this on New Year's Eve. Now, this guy that posted it, he, he's a really nice guy, real benevolent guy, business on, owns multiple businesses, but, but a really good dude. He's got a hustler's mentality. And a while back, he decided he, his parents both had health issues. And it was a wake-up call for him. We're about the same age here in our mid-40s. And it, it hit him. He said, you know what? There's something that I need to do. And to take better care of myself. He went and actually got a, and I don't, I don't even know the direct term for these, but I think it was a, a calcium test to see 
how his heart, the shape of his heart, where where it was. It was just it was just a general scare for him, and he started dropping weight. Uh, he started adding muscle. You know, just, he got he got really involved for the right reasons, not just to have a beach body. Not that that's a wrong reason, but he really wanted to take care of his machine because that's kind of the way that this guy is. And so he posted this on December the thirty first. So I, I saw this. As I'm getting together, hosting a party, he posts this, and I just want to read it. For my gym friends. Now, he's posting this for everybody. I'm obviously not one of his gym friends, Clayton. But he says, for my gym friends. That's G-Y-M. All right. Tomorrow, millions of people are going to join a gym for the first time. Now, here's what he could do. He could go on to say, and they're going to take your time. They're going to take your machine. They're going to get in the way. They're not going to understand the etiquette of the gym. But here's what he says. They're going to be intimidated, self-conscious, and scared that they are going to fail. Worried they're going to do something wrong and get made fun of. Now, let's talk about that for a second. He is taking a label here and saying, tomorrow, millions of people are going to join the gym. There's going to be, for the people that have been going to the gyms, tomorrow, he was saying this on December 31st, that there's going to be, all over the world, millions of new people. And that's a business model that the gyms really bank on. The way a lot of people in life bank on a Christmas bonus. You know, the old Chevy Chase in the movie where he is he said that that's something that he needs to get through his expenses. A lot of gyms, they bank their quarter on what's going to happen at the turn of the new year. And so I think what my buddy's saying here is true, that tomorrow there are going to be millions of people here. But I think it's very interesting that he, he just peels back a huge layer. And he says, a lot of them are going to be intimidated. A lot of them are going to be scared. A lot of them are going to hope that they don't mess something up. There's a psychological angle to this, don't you think, Clayton? Yeah, I'd say so, for sure. To, to say that, uh, you hear this, I know where he's going with this statement, but 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 to say this at the beginning, uh, what, what do you think his angle or his take is on this, just to put you on the spot here? I think he's trying to be honest with people and try to make them more comfortable with the experience that they're probably going to endure, they're, they're they may mess up on something. There, there sure. could be something embarrassing that happens, but I'm sure there's more detail into what he's saying. Yes. 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 But yeah, I, th- I think about the old uh, kings of comedy uh, when they're when they're talking about uh, going to the gym, and uh, one of them said, "I go to the gym, and people make it really hard. They make it too hard. They're like my deltoid thyroid clamp." And he's like, "You talking about my arm, dog? Like yeah. say say arm, dog. Yeah. Uh, I know I've been at the gym before, and I have done things." And I have done things, and just to timestamp it, a long, long time ago, I was at the gym, and I would do things and think, I don't know if this is really how this machine is supposed to be used, but I'm on it. Or am I working out the right thing? And then I remember at some point they started putting on the different machines, they would put a graphic of a human body, and it would have like a red zone. For, okay, this this works right. the leg or the arm or the back or whatever. And it was always funny to me to see those pictures because I would think in the picture, it's highlighting a certain area of the body. The reality of it is is that it looks like it's inflamed when they do it. Yeah. And, I, and I would yeah. think, that's how I'm going to feel tonight uh, after I hurt myself. But here's what he says. Ready? He says, be the person that smiles, be the person that welcomes, 
be the person that helps the newbies without embarrassing them. You could be the difference in someone giving up or sticking with it. We all started somewhere. Now, think about this. Think about this message that this meathead puts out there. And he is, he is a meathead. Here, here's what I mean. Clayton, I'm going to show you his picture, okay? This is not a little dude, okay? Uh, he, he's a meathead. He's a big dude, obviously goes to the gym. But I'm going to zoom out here. He's with, a, he's with a group. Like, you can tell these are guys that probably all know each other because they push – iron around right i was gonna yeah. say that wrong um and so i think his take here is warm i think his take here is inviting i think he's telling them hey just because you you maybe smash a lot of weights or maybe you know what to do over here or you have a routine there's going to be somebody that comes in tomorrow that screws it up that looks lost and your tendency that's what he's saying your tendency is going to be like dude get out of here i know you're only here for four weeks tops Right. And I think he has a different mentality here. I think what he's saying is make it cultivate an environment that's warm, cultivate an make experience it in an inviting environment. Yeah. Right. And, and how would you think? And I, I want to ask Clayton this here. And I know as our audience listens, you have different ideas. How would one do that? How, how would you make it a, a warm, inviting atmosphere when people are going there to work out? I think his approach of being honest and, and uh, you know, lending a helping hand to, to sure. like you mentioned, a newbie. And, uh, again, uh, kind of offering the, a comforting role of someone who's been in their shoes before. Right. Uh, maybe talks about their experience. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I think he's dead on accurate. I think, you know, uh, how you interact with someone that's new to a new experience sure uh, can go a long ways well and here's what's wild too as i said the marketing's been dialed up i've already started seeing these new commercials uh the planet fitness one where there's a purple cloud everywhere and um it's the judgment-free zone you know of, of working out it, it's the idea of, of coming in here of of acceptance with everybody i also hear people talk a lot of times about their gym family. They'll talk about their gym family. They talk about what it means, how special it is, you know, to be together, to have that sense of community. And there's something that he says here in this. Now, now hear this today. If you if you go to a gym and work out or not, there are people that can say different things. There are people that can say, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's hard. There are so many different people that walk into a gym and they see all these beasts. They see people that are in there just killing it. It's also a reason that a lot of people build a home gym. A lot of people build a home gym because it's not an experience there that they like. They don't want to wait 15 minutes, okay, for somebody else to finish their workout. Or let's be real, if you go to gyms today, they don't want to wait 15 minutes for somebody to do their Instagram post, right? <laughs> like when they're flexing in front of the mirror or, or putting it up there. But here's the deal. When somebody decides that they're going to go to a gym, when they decide that they're going to work out, that they're going to do work, here's the deal. They are deciding that they are going to start a journey. They are going to start a journey. They are going to begin a process, and nobody knows how long they're going to make it. No, nobody knows 
if it's going to be a smashing success or if they're going to think in a little while, I hate this. Why, why did I start this? I even last night, Clayton, made a little spreadsheet. And I made a spreadsheet for different activities that I was, physical activities that I was going to do. Now, I'm, I'm not going into a gym. I'm not going and placing uh, all my money at a place right now where I can go in and, and have this subscription that, that goes every month because I know what I will or won't do, right? I, I, don't, I don't want to mess that up. But I think that it is a time when people are starting. And what he's saying here is be somebody who aids the journey. Don't be judgmental, be nice, be, be welcoming, be helpful. Don't make somebody feel stupid for showing up. Now, I remember growing up, I was riding in a car with a buddy. And there was a guy who was running down the street. And he was running down the street. And my man, as he was running, he looked ridiculous. I'm talking like dragging a leg almost. Uh, looked like he was barely running um look, look like hey should we pull over soon and call for help for this guy as he's jogging and as young men we cracked some jokes we we said some things and i remember my buddy's dad who was driving us around he says to us he turns around and he says to us this he says hey guys i just i just wanted to let you know that that, that guy is is trying He's, he's, he's trying, he's, he's going after it. He's, he's doing something here in in this moment. This guy is giving some effort. He's giving effort to what he does and what he was telling us in that moment, he was telling us, Hey, there's somebody here who's actually giving an effort. And if somebody is giving an effort, that guy's on the road and you're in the car. And as he's on the road and you're in the car, he said, what I want you all to know is this. He said, you don't have a right to make fun of somebody. Here's what he said, who's trying. You have a right to make fun of somebody who's actually giving it some effort. And and there's something I want you to think about as as we move through this first session of Circle and Broken today. I want you to think about this piece. In the post that that I read earlier, in the words that I shared with you, and we looked at what he says to do, I want you to shift your mind into thinking about something else here. For all my gym friends, okay, I'm going to change this for a second. I want you to I want you to ponder this. We'll go to break here in a little bit, but I want you to ponder this. For my church friends. Let's not say for my gym friends, okay? Watch this. For my church friends. Millions of people are going to be coming to a church for the first time. Maybe they've said in 2024, I want to change. Maybe they've said in 2024, our family's going to be more spiritual. We're going to be more intentional, okay? I'm going to change the words here just a little bit of what he says. They're going to be intimidated, self-conscious, and scared that they are going to fail. Worried that they're going to do something wrong and get made fun of. Be the person that smiles. Be the person that welcomes. Be the person that helps the newbies without embarrassing them. Now we've switched it to another context here. You could be the difference in someone giving up or sticking with it. We all started somewhere. Now, 
I know some people that go to the gym and it's their church, right? Yeah. Uh, the body is the temple. It's their church. It's, it's their community, what they do. But when we flip it here and you go from it just being about pushing weights and just about sweating and working out, and we switch the mentality here to thinking about being welcoming to somebody who's trying, being welcoming to somebody who's giving it effort, to somebody who's who's doing it, for somebody who's trying to show up. All of a sudden, we've taken it from just weightlifting. We've taken it to spiritual development. We've taken it to discipline. We, we've taken it to, to what you need to be helpful in somebody's journey. Because here's what I fear. My fear for me and for you in this new year is this. There are many people that have roadblocks on their journey, right? And you might be somebody who messed somebody up. I might be somebody that messed somebody up and you don't even realize it. It could be a look in this context in the gym. It could also be a look at the church, right? It could be a look that I made to somebody. There are so many things that we're going to explore on today's episode, talking about the journey, talking about people who are beginning, people who are giving it a new shot, people who are giving it a new world, people who are going to try something new. I love his statement, whether or not you make this applicable to the gym or to the church. Listen to this. Be the person that smiles. Be the person that welcomes. Be the person that helps the newbies without embarrassing them. Let's take this one step further today. Maybe you've got somebody who joined your workforce, your team here in 2024, and they are new. They are new in the cubicle beside you. They are new on your team at your open workspace. They are new with you. And you could be the difference in them giving up or sticking with it. And then this last phrase he says here, we all started somewhere. Like that's something that you want to remember professionally. It's something that you want to remember when it comes to your physical fitness it's something that you want to take into consideration when you think about your spiritual life and your spiritual journey that everybody started somewhere. Uh, I was watching a comedy recently where a guy was doing his bit and he, he was going through all of his different routines. This is a comedian. And one of the things he said was he goes, a lot of people tell me all the time that my jokes are punching down. And he talks about punching down and, and picking on people. And it, it was funny because he's talking about sometimes you make fun of people that, that can't help themselves or you shouldn't do these easy jokes. I think sometimes as people, what we do is we punch down. We look at people that are just getting started. We look, look at people that are just beginning. When, when I'm working with my sons or my daughter or we're playing something or doing something athletically and they mess up or they don't, they don't get it right, yeah, I, I'm not going to talk down to them like they're an adult. What I'm going to do is I'm going to look at them like they're a child who's trying to figure something out. Now, do I want to baby them? No. Do, do I want to be tough and, and really push them? Sure. But I also want to encourage them so that they don't quit. Before we go to break here, Clayton and I both are coaching youth sports teams right now. We're both coaching these youth sports teams. And I think we would both tell you, the listener, that our goal, yeah, is to win the games. Like You want to win. Winning is fun. But you also want, at the end of your season, all the players on your team, if it's from one to nine, whoever it might be, you want those players at the end of the season to say, I want to play again. Yep. Yeah. You don't want to For be the sure. coach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You don't want to be the one where they say, I'm not playing again because I had Coach Harris. Right. Because I had Coach Taff. Right. All right. So remember this. We're going on the break here on Circle and Broken. We'll be back talking about the journey. Stay with us. Well, the circle, the unbroken. 
This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. 
The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shear-X dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Circle Unbroken. As we mentioned in our first session here, this is our first, our very first episode of 2024. We know that means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Again, as we mentioned earlier, there were people that were ready to get done, to get finished with 2023. And there were also many people saying, I need a few more minutes. I need a little bit more time here uh, in 2023. And wherever you might be on that, we hope that, number one, this finds you doing well. But number two, we want to share with you something that we shared in the first break. So if you're just now picking up with us, we, we want you to hear this. Had somebody say recently that they shared this to lots of different people about being somebody who goes to a gym. And they said that they go to a gym, and on December 31st, they posted this to everybody and said this, For my gym friends, tomorrow millions of people are going to join a gym for the first time. They're going to be intimidated, self-conscious, and scared that they are going to fail. Worried that they're going to do something wrong and get made fun of. Be the person that smiles. Be the person that welcomes Be the person that helps the newbies without embarrassing them. And then he finishes by saying this. You could be the difference in someone giving up or sticking with it. We all started somewhere. Now, sure, as we mentioned earlier, Clayton, this is applicable for the gym space. For somebody that goes and they go all the time and they have their routine and somebody new comes along and they're, they're sweating it out, but they really don't know what they're doing. But then we also jumped and made the illustration of the religious space. In churches, there are people that are deciding that 2024 is going to be my year and I'm going to try it. 
I'm going to go for the first time. And the same thing that he says here about the gym is also the same thing that you could say about what he calls newbies, right? Be the person that smiles. Be the person that welcomes. Be the person that helps the newbies without embarrassing them. I want to share this, Clayton. Recently, there's a fellow that we know, and he works in addiction and recovery with a lot of people. And he talked about what it's like when you are late to a church service. He said, when I am late to a church service and I walk in and I barely made it and I get there and I arrive at the church service, he said, there are people that are there who have their stuff together, parentheses, seemingly. Their family got up and they made it on time. I walk in late to a church service, and there, there are people that will turn and they, they will look. They're, they're really not in the mood to scoot over. Hey, I'm kind of, kind of like a concert. I got here on time, kind of like a ball game. I got to this seat. You're late. It's uncomfortable. And they'll give some looks sometimes. It was his experience. And he said, here's the difference. When I show up late to an AA meeting, they stop the meeting. They stop the meeting and they welcome me. They give me a hug. And here's what they say. We realize that your tardiness could be the fact that you almost didn't come at all. But you made it. We love you. You're here. And he said, it's a completely different experience for me when I show up late to AA versus when I show up late to the religious church service. What do you think about that statement, man? It's pretty wild. Isn't uh, it? And I guess that's what I was going to ask you. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about inviting. If you were a preacher of a, of a church, sure. what what would you do? If, how, yeah. How, sure. how would you How would you take advantage of being inviting when you know people are vulnerable, they're, they're willing to come and try the experience? What would you do? I think there is a way. For instance, when I teach a men's class on Wednesday night, it's at 6.30 on Wednesday night. Okay, It's midweek. It's kind of a hump day. Hump day special. That's what we should call it. All right, almost sounds like you're drinking. But it's a hump day special over there. And if Clayton gets there at 6.20 and Clayton's in his seat and I'm teaching, you're there, before we start the class at 6.30 something, I'm going to high five you pound it half hug good to see you man if delk's there and he's there at 625 and we're fixing to start i'm probably gonna go brother kennedy good to see you man like i'm, I'm glad you made it no big deal if one of my other guys walks in at 640 and we've already started the class in that men's class there is nobody who's gonna say this thanks for joining us there's <laughs> nobody in that class who was gonna say this i'm surprised your, your gps even knew how to get you here Like, nobody's going to verbally say that, dot, dot, dot. But there are people in the bigger auditorium. There are people in bigger circles that will maybe not take the time to say that. Maybe they will make, they will give some looks. They will will say or do some things sometime, right? They'll say or do something. They'll give a look. They'll have an intimidating gesture to somebody else. And here's what can happen. What can happen sometimes is people can do things without even knowing it. So being in your question, being the preacher in that situation, there are a lot of people that aren't going to want me to stop the preaching. 
they're not going to want me to stop the preaching midway because that could be embarrassing, right? It could be embarrassing for me if you just made it in to take the AA model for me to stop and say, Brother Harris is here, everybody hug him, right? Like that, that, could, that could do the opposite, right? Like that could make it, hey, I wanted to be undetected and come in this way. However, what if the congregation, the flock, the body is better trained? You ready for this? Not to be just door greeters. What if they're just better trained to love people well? That was going to be my next question. Right. Which is, as the leader of the flock, yep. do you prepare them yes. better? I think you have to. I think we spend a lot of time with classes and sermons and, and ways to help people. And we spend a lot of time doing that in the sense of, well, here's how you need to be more forgiving. Here's how you need to be more loving. If you have an addiction, here's how you need to kick that all underneath the umbrella of Christ, right? But I think what happens sometimes is we don't spend time saying, hey, when people come through these doors, they need to be touched in some way, form, or fashion seven different times. And let's let's train you. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how to love people the right way. I don't think we do that as a whole. Now, as a kid, I remember on Sunday nights, my grandparents were part of what they called visitation teams. And they would go eat. And they would have these visitation cards. And it was this reporting system back in the days of the 80s. Back in the day of so-and-so dis Mary Susan here at the station. She is really good in the chamber of making her touches, making her connects, reaching out to people on a list that she needs to do so that she can have an arm of outreach but also be hospitable. There are churches that used to do that. There are churches that used to be really good at doing that move and not making it feel forced not making it feel like a, like a quota. And so I think as a leader, there's a fine line on that. I think as somebody that owns a gym, you would want people like this guy to say, hey, I need you and your crew to be my 5 o'clock welcome crew. Hey, I need you and your crew, the 8 a.m. gang, I need you guys to be the 8 a.m. onboarding group. Like I, I need you guys to help me make this a better experience. I think, I think that's a kicker when you're a leader, when you're an owner, uh, when you're somebody there. Hey, let's make sure that we don't botch this. And I think that's something that you want to walk people through. Thoughts on that? No, I, I think that's a good explanation. And, you know, I, I think that's the key. You got to be inviting. Sure. You, you, you're trying to draw in a bigger crowd. You don't want to, you know, make somebody feel like they're isolated or. Right. And I think what you're referring to as well about the statement from the AA, you know, it's 100% right. If somebody comes in late, there's a chance they could have not have shown up at all. Correct. Correct. I, and, you know, I think it applies in multiple places. Well, and, and that's the piece of it. The piece of all of it is this. I heard this preacher speak recently, and, and this guy was talking. And when he was talking, he, he'd he been in gangs. He'd, he'd been doing all these things his whole life, and he— converted the way that we all convert when we want to turn our life around. But when I decided to change my life and I decided that I wanted to try to live a better life, thankfully for me, I hadn't done a lot of things that left physical marks. I I didn't get neck tattoos. I I didn't do so much meth or do so much whatever. And I'm just, we're talking facts here. I'm just sitting in judgment. I didn't do something to where my teeth rotted out or I didn't get in some disfiguring fight or whatever, living a life that wasn't a godly life. Some people have. And so some people look different 
and they change their lives, right? But outwardly, you wear a sign or you wear something. There is this man, he's a preacher, and one of my biggest knocks on ministry of all time is a lot of people that are really gifted and a lot of people that are really studied, all they've ever done is babysat a chair. They haven't lived real life. They've just made sure they studied in their office and knew the right homily and the right thing to preach. And I've always begged for more people that are in the ministry, more people that are in leadership roles to have lived real lives. I've always begged for that. But here's the deal. It's going to look different. They're going to talk different, smell different, and act different. And so this preacher that I know, he's got a gold tooth. He's got, when he dresses in his nice Sunday suit, he's got some tattoos that kind of reach up here, like roots that, that come up from, from probably what he has underneath. And when he speaks, he's got what I always say. He speaks the biblical truths with a little bit of sauce. Like the way that he talks, there's a little slang when he talks. And he's got this draw on his voice because you can tell that he, he had been a man of the streets. And he said something recently at a church conference that totally caught my attention with what we're talking about today with gyms, with businesses, with churches, with anybody that's going to have a newbie, right? Here's what he said. He said, when I was in a gang, he said, we were the gang. Like, like it was called a brotherhood and we weren't doing good things, but we were the gang. Like, like, like that's, that's what we were. He says, you know, what's funny. I never said, well, I'll be right back. I've got to go to gang. He said, I never said that because we, that's who we were. It was, it was part of who we were for better or for worse. But the brotherhood that we had, it's because of a lifestyle that we were enmeshed in. It was part of an identity that we lived in. He said, now that I'm a preacher and now that I'm a Christian, I'm real guilty of saying this. We've got to go to church. He said, as opposed to saying we are the church. As opposed to saying we are a body and we are together and we do have a brotherhood and we are enmeshed together. He said it was so different because if I'd ever told somebody, I got to go to gang, they would say, dude, you're into gang. Like you are the gang. Like you're, you're, you're beat into this thing. You're, you know, you're initiated, but you're, you're in it. Right. And he said, it's so wild to me that when I make that same comparison to the church, he said, I had more brotherhood when I was in the gang. And then he said this at the church conference. He said this, and I have just as much animosity around me when I'm in the church world, like with the way that people talk and speak and do things together. And so I think there's a piece to this that we lack, and what we lack religiously can be authenticity. I think what we lack in the business world is clarity. I think what maybe we lack in this gym illustration earlier is intentionality. Like there's something that made what this guy said, talking about welcome people, be warm, open, and inviting to people. There's something about that that I think really speaks out to people as far as being hospitable, as far as being warm, as far as being welcoming. And I think that's something that really matters that we've got to look at. And we've got to say, okay, 2024, new year, new purpose, what I'm going to try to do with others, I'm going to try to be the intentional person that if I've got to train people, I'll train them. If i got to work with people, I'll work with them. But make sure that we are an on-ramp to people's successes, whether or not we're coaching, teaching, training. We can keep going with this, selling or leading. Stay with us here on Circle Unbroken, and we'll be back to finish this up today. Circle,
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. We are back on Circle Unbroken. We're glad that you found us. Hey, we're glad that we found you, however that might work out. We know sometimes there are people that will tell us, I can't wait for the next episode. And there are other people that say, hey, you guys are on the radio. You never know how people are going to experience this. And that goes right along with our theme for today. Here in a new year, there are many people that are finding their way. There are many people that are beginning. There are many people that are starting a process. And what I want to do, I just want to ask Clayton a couple of questions here. Clayton, I want you to think back to your life, to your life when you started different things. Now, for those of you just joining us or catching up, this is Clayton Harris. Uh, he runs everything here at Front Porch Radio. And, and Clayton, when you first started something, when you first began something, let's talk first of all about your love for sports. Okay. When you started what types of things happened that made people move you along in your journey? And what types of things happened where people look, you looked at them and you thought, you know what, if you're the only one around, I would quit. You know, I guess uh, with sports, I had two uncles who were coaches mm-hmm. and um, I grew up going to a lot of summer camps with them and um, my, my dad, um, played college football and so yeah i mean it's just something that we've always there was an imitation there you you saw it these were men you respected yeah so you respected these men and you saw what it had done in their life you ever have somebody you have to mention names but you ever have somebody that in your journey and in your beginning or maybe along the way you thought oh man this person is ruining the experience for me Not really. Which is a blessing. It is. It really is. I, 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 I've thought about that a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess maybe I I just never took anything personal. Well, and here's what if I think. that makes sense. Well, I think that what that shows is that you had a deep, a deep well of appreciation for it and love for it, where if somebody did do something or somebody did maybe make an approach or do something where – it was negative. You how you already had something that was so deep that it wasn't even gonna be it wasn't gonna make a negative impact for you. 
I grew up watching Bobby Knight on TV. Right. So I, I think maybe in my mind I thought he's not ever going to coach me, so it can't be worse than that. So, <laughs> sure. You know, sure. But but yeah, I mean, I, I again, I think it goes back to having a couple uncles who were coaches. Uh, I think that you know that, that most definitely had an effect on the way I took coaching and the way I looked at things. Makes it a deeper experience. Let's let's switch it over. What about church? What about church for you as a kid? Uh, ever since I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Positive influences? Yeah. No, anybody along the way to where they they would teach, say, or do something, and you thought, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. <laughs> I wish people could see the look on Clayton's face right now. He says, man, I've evolved, and, I've, and I have moved on. W- characteristics. What, what, what happens a lot of times when people do that, when people are like that? You know, I, I'm not big on people who are braggadocious. Sure. And, um, y- you know, you don't have to brag to me about your own faith. Right. You know, that, that's it's kind of your own business. I think the, the point is is to, develop, to help develop um, someone else's, you know. Sure. Help, help develop someone else's faith. Right. You know, you can obviously speak of your experiences and things like that, but, you know, sometimes I think it can be a bit ridiculous. Uh, sure. So It can be. I think it's the same illustration. Uh, if you're a regular with us, we use this illustration in one of our Farm Bureau episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they were here, we talked about if your electricity goes out. Yeah. And you remember this? I said if your electricity goes out and I call you over to help me and you have a light – and I, I can't see, but you have the light. If you put that light in my face, I'm still as blind as I was, if not more so, right? Than than when I didn't have my lights. But if you take that light and you put it on the ground, you say, "Hey, here's the here's the pitfalls." Or if you just stand there, uh, there's an author I love when she talks about faith. She says this. She says the thing about a lighthouse, it doesn't run all over town trying to save people. A lighthouse just stands there and shines. And so you, you look at that, that approach, whether or not you're just standing there and shining or whether or not you're guiding with the light. Here's the bottom line. You're not blinding. And so there are sometimes people, as you said, the word braggadocious, there are some people that will just trumpet their faith or their spiritual accomplishments yeah. to the point where you think, man, forget this. This, this is not for me. Yeah, some of it's just unbelievable. It is. Well, let's make the same comparison. What if the same people that did that in the religious world did that to young Clayton or Taft in the sports world? Like if you took the same illustrations and behavior that people do spiritually and you looked at sports, it would, it would be like me showing up for practice as a little eight year old and you dunking on me, right? You, you swatting the ball from me saying, you got to get better. You got to get on my level. I've been playing ball for years. I've never missed a practice. My family built this gym. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've definitely seen it for sure. And so you see that, 
And the same thing that our starting illustration today when it comes to the gym, when it comes to fitness, right? You see that and you look at the physical fitness side of somebody starting, walking in and somebody else basically showing you, here's how strong I am. Here's how ripped I am. You know, here, here's how gigantic I am, you know, muscularly. And you, you can maybe get on my level one day. Right. Like it's not going to encourage people. It's going to it's going to take people. And what it's going to do is going to beat them down. It's going to make them think, why even try? And I just think we're supposed to be cultivating something better and different. Don't you? Yeah, I agree. It's it's something that if you want people to be able to make it, if you want people to be successful, if you want people to get a foot ahead, if you want people to be able to grow and learn and go, you don't want to be the one that builds the roadblocks. You don't want to be the one that just puts them up there for them. You want to make it a path that's smooth. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Especially in a new year. In a new year when you know people are trying. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts when we talk about the birth of Jesus at Christmas. And there's a lot of people that will tell other people, well, we don't technically know that it was his birthday. He was actually probably born. I'm like, what are you doing? People are celebrating the birthday of Jesus. Don't, don't argue over what day you think it is. Look at the fact that it's, it's his birthday. People are celebrating the fact that he was born. Don't look at people that are coming into your gym in 2024 and think, oh, they don't even know how to do this. To my buddy's point, hey, they're here and they're trying. They are starting. Got to start somewhere. They do. That's what he said. And to the people that are trying this year, they're trying this year to say, I'm going to do X, Y, or Z in quarter one. Oh, well, you've never done X, Y, or Z before. No, no, no. Help them. Encourage them. Grow them so that people can grow together because, as we've mentioned over and over again, everybody has a point of origin. Everybody has a start. And I think when you remember that start, it's healthy. I think when you remember where you came from, now you don't want your beginning to be your identity, meaning you've grown, you've developed, you've gotten better, but you sure don't want to be somebody who forgets it. You sure don't want to be somebody that hits the delete button as though your start never existed because you have roots, you have humility, and then you have the ability to teach, to lead, and to guide others. That's something that I want to be. It's something that I want to encourage other people to do. And what I don't want to do is to be somebody that gives somebody else a reason to quit. There's, there's a fellow that I've, I've consulted his business. He's done a really good job trying to grow. But he also has a, a, a pretty seedy past in the sense of it follows him around sometimes. And so what he started to do when he talks to new clients or new people, he said, I just get ahead of Google. He said, in some of my meetings, I will tell them if it comes up the right way, hey, this is part of my past. This is part of my journey that has led me here to now. And I asked him one day, I said, does it ever get old Go walking around basically telling on yourself? There's some things you don't have to say, man. He said, here's the deal, man. In situations like that, if I lead with that subject, if I tell that from the beginning, he said, they don't get to shoot me with that gun. He said, what I'm doing is saying, no, 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 I, you, you don't get to do that. Well, what I'm doing is I'm letting you know these are my weaknesses, these are my faults, these are the flaws that I have had, and here's how I'm trying to get better. I think when we flip that around and we look at that in the business sense, when we remember ours, 
when we remember our origin, when we look at where we started, we look at our beginning, it can be fresh, it can be new, you can help somebody in the sense of looking at them and saying, you know what, this is your start. But if it all stops at your start, it was a weak beginning. We want to finish. What you do in life, I've told people this all the time. I said, finishing matters more than anything. Think about sports. Think about somebody who has an ability to get to the rim, use a basketball illustration, but they can't finish. Think about driving down the field. Man, we get to the red zone, but we can't finish. Well, that's tough. That, that's hard. Tell, telling my children, okay, take it to real life. Telling my kids, I love you six days a week. Well, if I, if I can't finish that, I could really blow up the family in, in one day for the week. And so it's looking and saying, I need to be somebody that helps people in a journey and I think you really touched on something earlier. We were talking about church earlier, but I think that matters with everything. Arrogance can ruin it. Arrogance can poison the well. Arrogance can be tough uh, for people to the point where they can't see a pathway forward. And in your experiences, Clayton, when somebody is arrogant, and somebody is arrogant because of what they've done before, what they perceive they've done before, or what they want to advertise to you that they've done before— do you think when it comes to gen, general arrogance, general bragging, people that like to tell you how good they are, do most people know that they're doing it? I don't know. I think some people probably do. Some, you know, I think people that tend to brag sometimes are probably insecure. There's right. probably some type of insecurity there. So um, I'm not sure. I'm sure some people obviously do. And then there's maybe some people that – do it without realizing it, uh, but it could be because of other factors. That, that's what I've wondered from the, from the psychological standpoint of it, because what you never want to be is tone deaf. You don't ever want to be right. somebody that, you know, you walk into a room, you walk into a gym, you walk into a church, you walk into an office, and you're trying to speak kindly and nice to people, and it's not hitting the way that you think it's going to hit or it's not being perceived or translating the way that you want it to. A lot of times if you're tone deaf in that approach, people can be looking at you and thinking, all you're doing is tell me how great you are. Yeah. I mean, and young people are, are smarter too than what people may realize and teenagers sure. and, you know, especially in today's world where you, you have a cell phone with everything at your fingertips. So. Right. Right. And there's so many people, I think that, almost put this social band-aid on it to where you think, okay, if, if you really rip that sucker off and if you really look there, you're going to see some wounds. You're going to see some scars. You're going to see some problems that people have. So I think there's a huge need for authenticity. And just to catch everybody up, I want to say this to you one more time. Today's episode came from a message that was put out on December the 31st where somebody was talking about going to a gym. And here's what they said one last time. For my gym friends, tomorrow millions of people are going to join a gym for the first time. I want to stop here and say this. You can also say this. Tomorrow people are going to join a church for the first time. Tomorrow people are going to be a part of your business for the first time. They're going to be intimidated, self-conscious, and scared that they are going to fail. Worried they're going to do something wrong and get made fun of. No matter where you are, if you're working out, if you're going to church, 
if you're working on a team with somebody, be the person that smiles, be the person that welcomes, be the person that helps the newbies without embarrassing them. You could be the difference in someone giving up or sticking with it. Last line today, you ready for this? We all started somewhere. Happy 2024. Be the person that sticks with somebody on their journey so they can grow and you can go together. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling for to carry my mother.